You are listening to the Journey Christian Church Podcast. For more information and resources, visit us online at journeycc.net. Today's message is brought to you by Scott McFarland. We hope you enjoy. Morning! <laughs> Good morning, church. Uh, my name is Sandra Wright. I am your children's pastor here at Journey. <laughs> And I have had the pleasure of working with kids here at Journey for a little over 10 years now. Um, It has been a joy. I absolutely love working with kids because they are super funny. I don't know if you've had conversations with them, but they're pretty funny. I love that. And um, I love seeing those light bulb moments when they learn about God and how much He loves them. I love seeing them really grow in their understanding of who God is and how much he loves them. And they ask really good questions. So they challenge me. There's times where they'll ask me a question. I'm like, hold on, let me think about that or go to the Bible and find out for you. Um, So I love that. It's been a blessing in my life to be able to serve the kids here at Journey. Um, Before we get started today, I just want to thank you all for being here. Whether you're watching online or sitting here with us in person, you made the decision to come to church today and you didn't let anything stop you. Nothing got in your way, right? Every day we are faced with a ton of decisions. What are we going to wear? What are we going to do? What are we going to, where are we going to work? We have so many decisions that we make every day. And um, sometimes we're really intentional about choosing. We list the pros and cons, and we think through the decision and weigh the options, what would be best. And sometimes we just let our feelings lead the way, right? Today we're kicking off a two-week series on commitment, and commitment is a decision as well. You have to choose to commit. You have to choose to keep committing to something. Um, And as we were preparing for this, I was just thinking, why is it so hard for us to commit? Why do we avoid commitment? Why are we afraid of commitment? And the answer to that question will vary by person, by circumstance, and maybe by what they're being asked to commit to. But if you ask me personally, I think our commitment problem is rooted in fear. We're afraid to commit to each other. We think it might just be easier for me to do it alone. It might be easier for me to lead an isolated life. Or maybe we've tried to open up to people before and it didn't go how we planned. It didn't go as well as we thought. Or maybe we got hurt in that situation. Especially with people at church. Sometimes you try to open up to people at church and they don't understand what you've been through or they don't understand you or you just don't get what you were expecting out of that relationship. So rather than try again, we, we stop. We become consumers in our faith journey rather than participants in our church family. We become content entering and exiting church swiftly and saying a quick hi and bye to everyone and then being on our way. We want to choose to commit to the community here because that will create a true church family. We want to value ourselves more than each other. 
So I want to be very clear about one thing as we start today. Our fear of commitment hurts our witness. Our witness is what people see in us, right? And we as Christians, as Christ followers, as believers, we want, we want people to see Jesus in us. We want people to see Jesus in the way we treat them, in the way we talk to them, in the way we make them feel after we've had a conversation with them or worked with them. And... Um, so yeah, we want people to see Jesus in that. But if we're afraid to really get to if we're afraid to really get to know each other, if we're afraid to really get to know our church family, then that hurts our ability to share all that God is doing in our lives. There is a verse I love to quote and, and read, and so I want to share it with you guys today. It's Revelations 12:11. And it says, They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. I love this passage. And in this passage, they is referring to us, Christ followers, church family, Christians. And triumphed or are victorious over him, referring to Satan. And Satan is the one that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So we are victorious over Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So the blood of the lamb is what Jesus did on the cross, right? He paid for all of our sins on the cross. He sacrificed himself. And then the word of our testimony, that's the things that we're meant to share with the world about what God is doing in our lives, what Jesus already did on the cross. We get to share that with others. So we triumph over Satan by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. There are stories that we are meant to tell others. Um, Jesus already did his part. He came, he sacrificed, he gave it all so that we would be saved. But the story doesn't end there. It isn't over. If there's still breath in our lungs, we are here for a purpose. Your identity is found in Christ. And we belong in community with other believers. And if you're joining us, if you're joining us today and you've already given your life to Christ, dedicating yourself to his work and have made Journey your church home, then you belong in community here. I hope and pray that everyone who calls Journey their church home has at least two to four people that they can call in an emergency when I'm just having a bad day because that is community, right? If I have nobody in my church that I can talk to when I'm hurting, do I really have community? And part of that starts with getting to know each other. <laughs> So, um, yeah, and if you haven't found that or don't know where to start, it's okay. We have a lot of opportunities. The first one being the Around the Table Dinner that you might have heard about earlier. The Around the Table Dinner is something we started several months ago, and the idea is just getting families together so you can get to know people, right? Just have a meal together. It's not very low. Um, it's not hard, right? super easy. We get to go to a family's house, prepare a meal together, eat a meal together, and have a little fun getting to know each other. So that's one of the opportunities. And if you're just hearing about that today, it's happening tonight. So I know last minute notice. Um, but if you are new and this is your first time at Journey, head out to the prayer tent, or not the prayer tent, the welcome tent when we leave here today. And we can still place you in a home because we did make room for people who wanted to sign up today. Okay. Um, but that's not the only opportunity. We have lunch with the pastor. We have ministry groups you can join. We have um, Bible study groups you can join. There are so many ways that we can get connected. So why is this important? Why are we 
so passionate about creating spaces and events and dedicating time on a Sunday to talk about committing to your church community. Because God is at work. He's at work in y'all and through y'all. He's at work in each and every one of us and through each and every one of us all the time. He has given you the strength, the peace, the patience, the power to overcome anything that you might face. And I know sometimes it seems like, or maybe it's me, but I'm sure we've all been there, where we feel like, I don't know if I can face this, or I don't know if I can overcome this. I don't know if I have the patience to deal with this. But I want to be clear, and I want to tell you guys, if you have Christ in you, you do have the strength, you do have the patience, you do have everything that you need to overcome or to get through the situations that you're faced with. You see in that Revelations passage, it's easy to focus on the blood of the lamb part. It's easy to focus on that part because it's already done and it doesn't involve us. It's easy to glaze over or breeze over the word of their testimony part. But we need to share. We need to talk. And if we can't talk about what God is doing in our lives with the people sitting next to us at church, then how are we ever going to share with non-believers? Right? How are we going to tell them about the hope that they have in Christ, about the, the sacrifice that Jesus um, made for them, if we can't do it with each other? If you remember anything, nothing else today, I want you to remember that one verse. They triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. We all have a part in this. We all have a purpose in this. And we need to share. So when I say we have a purpose, I know a lot of times in church you hear that and you think, oh, that's hard. Like, how do I figure it out? Is it hard? And it's, I just want to tell you, it's not a hard mystery to solve. It's not a riddle that you, you know, have to get super smart to figure out. We just need to share. Share the things that we're appreciative of. Share the ways that God has impacted our lives. Share the love and kindness and joy and peace that only God can give us. This week and next week, we're going to be looking in the book of Philippians. And we're going to be talking through commitment. Today we're talking about committing to your church family, and next week we are going to be talking about committing to God's kingdom, and Josh is going to preach that one, so I hope you guys can join us for that. I know it'll be amazing. Um, but today, again, we're focusing on committing to your community here at church. So Philippians 2, 1 through 8, I'm going to read this with you guys real quick. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Jesus sacrificed himself. He allowed himself to be tortured and crucified because he looked at us and he said, they're worth it. 
They're worth the sacrifice. They're worth the pain. They're worth the betrayal. And I truly hope that encourages us today because God himself looked at you and said, you're worth it. Jesus committed to us, so now we get to commit to others. And when we come to know that, it's our turn. What are we willing to sacrifice to share the love of Christ with others? Are we willing to put others above ourselves? And I say that not to make us feel bad or to make us feel like we have to earn God's love because we don't have to earn his love. It's a free gift. But I want to be clear, and I'll explain it the easiest way I know how. Because one thing I love to do is to take scripture and break it down. Break it down so that it's easy enough for children to hear and understand and be encouraged. So God rules above all. He created everything, the world, the whole world, and literally everything in it. And we, as humans, we messed up when Adam and Eve sinned. And because of that, we all have a sin problem. We all mess up. It doesn't mean that we're bad people. It just means that we make mistakes. We make mistakes that hurt ourselves and, and maybe even hurt others. God saw that we couldn't save ourselves from this sin problem. He saw that we couldn't do it on our, on our own. We couldn't change it. And he saw that we needed help. So he gave us Jesus. Jesus came. He sacrificed himself. He allowed himself to be crucified on a cross to pay for the sins of all men and women. And the crucial last part of this gospel message is the heart of what we're talking about today. When we hear this news, we, we've got to respond. We respond whether we acknowledge it or not. We respond one of two ways. We can respond by committing to God's kingdom and the community that he has us in, or we respond to continue to live for ourselves, holding ourselves to the standards of men rather than the standards of God. So today I want to urge everyone, myself included, we must respond by committing to God and the community that he has us in right now. And that's going to look different for each and every one of us, right? We all, God has gifted each and every one of us in different ways, and he wants to use each and every one of us in different ways. And um, so if you have ever, like, if kids are drawn to you, that might be a clue into maybe I should serve with kids. Or if teens are drawn to you, then maybe you should serve with teens. Or if you're super organized, because I'm not, that's not one of my giftings, but if you're super organized and maybe in the office with Miss Lisa, because she's another super organized person. Um, or if people just love coming to your home because you're so welcoming and so kind and so uh, such a good host, then maybe the welcome team is somewhere that you would love to serve. And, and I say this all, I want to be super clear about this too. I say this all, I'm not saying this because we have a, a, a need to meet or we just need a spot to fill. God wants to use us. He's doing something here and he wants to use each and every one of us. And each and every one of us has a part in it. So it's more about finding your part than just meeting a need. Committing to your community might look like just asking a few people out to lunch or coffee. That's one way I love to get to know people. Um, it might mean opening up your home to host the next around the table. Um, and it might mean sparing some of your time to serve your community here. 
We have so many opportunities, so many ways to get connected at church. Like I mentioned before, there are groups, there are ministries, there's so many ways to get to know people. But it starts with us taking a step, a step out of our comfort zone and into what God is calling us to do, right? And I know the comfort zone is easy, but we must step out of it to to really commit to the community that we have here. And the kind of hard part of that is people will still disappoint you, right? Like you might try to go to a group or you might try to serve in a ministry and, and it might not work out and that's okay. Try something else, right? And people might disappoint you because I've been disappointed by people and I'm sure I've disappointed people and it's not my heart, right? It's not my intention, but I'm sure it's happened. And I trust that even through that, even when I mess up or when somebody hurts my feelings, right, that it's okay because God is still at work. He's still at work in it. And I trust that I can, I can, fo- I can trust in him more than I can be disappointed, right? So even when people disappoint you, even when it doesn't work out how you think it should, know that you can still trust in God and that he's still working. He's still at work in it all. So Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fill or to fulfill his good purpose. So God is at work. We may not understand it. We, it may not work out exactly how we envisioned it or how we wanted it, but he is at work, and we can trust that. And I love, we can trust that everything that we do, as long as we're following God, it will work out for our good and his glory. A few verses later, Philippians 2.21 says, For everyone looks out for their own interests, not those of Christ Jesus. I don't want that to be true of us. Let's choose differently starting today and every day to follow. Let's look out for the interests of Jesus and others. Let's love others the way that Jesus loves us. And point him to their savior rather than continuing to blend into the world around us. Rather than storing up treasures um, on earth, right? Rather than storing up treasures and comforts here, let's spend time with people. Let's get to know people. Let's care for each other. When we love each other, we show the love of God. And it might sound super easy, right? Maybe you've done this. Maybe you've tried it. Um, And I'm sure many of us think, oh, this is really easy. I could do that, no problem. But some of us, I'm sure in a room this this size, some of us have tried it, and it didn't really work how we wanted it to. Maybe we felt that sting of rejection or felt that, like, I don't really fit here. And maybe you decided to quit trying, decided to keep to yourself because it's just easier. But let me tell you, that's not what God wants for you. If that friendship or that small group didn't work out, it's okay. That wasn't meant for you. But don't completely turn your back on relationships or friendships or building community altogether because your people are here. God has you here for a reason. God is working on them and he's working on you, preparing everyone for the relationships, the friendships that they're meant to have. And of course, Satan wants us to stay isolated. And, and divided because he can control an isolated mind. But I don't want us to give Satan that power. So now that we're all convinced, 
that it's God's design for us to be in community together with him and with the people sitting next to us at church. Let's make some conscious decisions together. Today's challenge is to meet with one person and go deeper, to unite our church for Christ, right? Um, in your brochures that you got today, you got a little piece of paper that was an extra add-on, and those questions are meant to build community connection and um, relationships. It's from a woman that spoke at the GLS um, conference. Her name was Vanessa Van Edwards, and she is amazing. If you look her up, she's got a website, a book, all kinds of stuff built towards building true connection. So those questions you are welcome to use or not use if you don't want to, but um, still the challenge is to meet with someone, go deeper, get to know them. And the trick with using those questions, if you do decide to use them, is to ask the question and then listen. <laughs> a lot of times, a lot of times we ask and then we keep talking <laughs> or we ask and then we try to like finish each other's sentences or we start to think about what we're going to say um, rather than listening. And if we don't, yeah, if we're, if we're thinking, we're not actively listening. So let's ask, let's listen, and let's grow deeper friendships. Friendships that are more like family. Because that's what God wants for us. He wants us to love him and love each other. He wants us to find our people. And if still after all this you think to yourself, well, that's not really for me, that's okay. Because just like God is so patient, we are patient too. And when you're ready to find your people, to build lasting relationships, and to make deep, connected friends, we will be here. We'll be here ready. And another, just one little tip on building connections. It's not about agreeing 100% with each other. It's not about, um, I've got to make them agree with me or they're trying to make me agree with them. We can have friends that we disagree with. We can have friends that have different values or views than, than we do, right? It's okay. We're meant to love each other, not kind of, you know, make each other think a certain way. Because I know that's something that I see just in society in general. Like we tend to want to say, oh, if, I, if you don't think just like me, then I can't be your friend. Well, that's not very loving, right? not very loving. And I mean, I'm not, I'm, I wouldn't sacrifice my values. My friends all know what I believe, right? But I still want them to know that I love them just as they are. So we're going to make a conscious decision to commit to each other daily. Choosing to, get, to commit to the church is more about committing to the people sitting next to you. If we truly aspire to be like the church that we read about in Acts, then we must commit to each other. We must care about each other. We must get to know each other. Acts 2.42-47 through 47 says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold their property and possessions to give to anyone who has a need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those being saved. If we want to get there, we have to commit to each other. And our hope when we choose to commit to each other is that we'll no longer be alone, that we as broken people can grow. We create unity among believers, and we show Jesus' love and power to the world around us. Pray with me today, please. God, thank you so much for your word. 
Thank you for your love and thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for everything that you've done for us, Lord. And I pray that um, as we make these commitments today, Lord, that you will guide us, that you will show us where we're supposed to be, who we're supposed to talk to. And God, I pray that our ears would be in tune, that we would hear your voice, Lord, that we would um, understand your prompting. God, we love you. And I just pray that you would help us in building a community here. God, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Journey Christian Church Podcast. If you would like to support us as we pursue God and love people one at a time, please consider a tax-deductible donation by visiting journeycc.net slash giving.